0: my life, Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. want a slice, got the roll of dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Uh, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. want a slice, got the roll of dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Uh,
1: Yeah. Do you remember him?
0: I'm just getting started, little brother. Feels like this is going to be a part of something that we're going to add to their legacy. I'm coming for it all.
1: You're the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. Three years ago, it's been a minute since you've been out in these streets. I walked away with some unfinished business.
0: I'm gonna show you how oh, magic don't don't the to James open in it 50. game seven for Steph
1: Curry. Don't let him destroy everything you've built. Everything we've built. What is on the line in quite literally the most fascinating playoff series we have seen in a mighty long time? You get Steph and LeBron, Warriors Lakers. Let's get it on. I can't wait.
0: What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Bar Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to another show. Hey, we're in playoff edition right now. It's pretty crazy what y'all seen in the first round. There's too many games to kind of just circle around. It's just like, I'm waiting for like the best series. And going forward, tap in. I promise you. I promise you we're going to have a lit show. So obviously we all know the whole story the magnitude that comes with the steph curry and the lebron james how many times they met in, in in the in the nba finals three and one as far as steph curry 17 games compared to lebron's i think eight or whatever it was or six whatever it was so obviously this is probably the best rivalry we had in sports for the longest time obviously in the nba itself we haven't really seen the same players face each other for so long in a, in this a small window, like we're talking about, like ten years, ten years or less. So obviously, this is going to be a great series. The Warriors just tied up. We know the game, one <laughs> one. Hell of a game. I'll go ahead and break this stuff down to you, man. Hey, if you're new to this channel, go ahead and tap in. Hit that thumbs up if you can. Subscribe to the button. All that good stuff, man. That stuff does push the stuff to the top as far as the content on YouTube and IG Live, or as IG itself. And we can't wait to. For y'all to kick it with us the next twenty minutes, because this is about to be a dope show. And you can catch us on every single stream, stream as far as media, uh, social media out there. You can catch us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff, man. All over here, Facebook, we're on there, no, <laughs> no doubt. Hey, so uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, I've been excited to talk about Game One, but because it was a short corner and it's gonna go to Game Two, I wanted to digest two games and then break it down to you. So let's go ahead and dive into it. So um, as far as game one, there was a discrepancy between free throws, right? Obviously, the the Lakers had 28 free throws compared to the Warriors' five. Obviously, the drives were almost identical. 28 drives by the Warriors, 28 drives by or so by by the Lakers. The difference was that the Warriors were more slashing in and kicking out. Slashing in and kicking out. Digging in and kicking out, right? The Lakers were more actually aggressive as far as going in the paint and just attacking, you know, you know, floaters here and there, um, Ali uh, attacking AD, LeBron, whoever else, right? So that was the, the difference maker as far as what happened in game one. You have to understand, the Golden State Warriors are really good. They're really good at killing you in the third quarter. So what happened was the Lakers came in with a game plan like, hey, we cannot have the Warriors blitz us in game one in the third quarter Because that will be the outcome. It's hard for the Lakers to come back into a deficit compared to the Warriors because the Warriors can shoot the ball and they can shoot the lights out, right? The Lakers are more about slow the game down, right? Uh, Keep it within the competitive range uh, as far as they're not really good at three-point shooting at all. So they're they're more about, like, grinding it out. Per se, the Warriors, they can can go on a 14-0 run, which you all had seen, uh, against the Lakers in the, thir- uh, the the fourth quarter, where they kind of crept up when they had a fourteen point lead, and the Lakers couldn't buy a basket for about two or three minutes, and that game came down very close. And then, next you know, a couple you know uh, uh, possessions here and there were gone. Uh, obviously, we missed a couple shots that, that, that could have been key. Uh, we lost a couple possessions. You know, uh, Steph Curry went for a floater, and then, you know, AD blocked him. You know, those things were the difference maker. i give a lot of props to the Lakers itself. They stole game 1. Obviously, they came in with a hype that like they could win in that game. But LeBron James made it clear in his post game uh, uh presser uh, before he actually went to the press conference, just on the, on the court itself. This is what he said about how they can actually come back and, you know, hopefully win another game as far as game 2. Run that tape for us.
1: What did it take tonight? to maintain focus they be able to withstand their runs and they made a huge run at the end of that game being down 10. But we got stops, made some free throws, got the most got the most important stops and was able to close out. But uh they ain't gonna stop. They ain't gonna stop and we gotta be even better in game two. Yeah, they were up 14, and they got it down to as low as three. You've been in those situations before when the momentum shifts. What is the key? What do you tell your guys? you got to be able to uh, maintain focus and keep your composure. They're the defending champions. Uh, They've won four championships in the last, uh, what, 10 years for a reason. Actually more than that uh, less than 10 years. So um, You got to hold your composure with this team They they drive you crazy and it's the team that can hold their composure to you know after a grunt like that Or, or they make a few threes or step come up with a barrage of threes Clay, uh Pool you got to be able to still maintain focus. So we got to be a lot better What is the key you said one at a time you got to get to four one doesn't do that much good You got to get all the way to four, right rest that's the key right now, rest. Every other day. Go rest. Team that's uh that plays like role runner. so we
0: got to get rest. Appreciate it. Right there. So, obviously, LeBron's saying they need rest. Rest, 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 rest. They're up in age, right? Obviously, with the Warriors are as well, but the difference between the Lakers and the Warriors is that the Warriors is more about, you know, causing, ca- you know, chaos. They're, they're, they're Roadrunners. They're track meet. Like, they like to go up and down, like LeBron said, right? So, they need rest. So let's go ahead and go into Game Two because that's what we're, we're talking about. The difference that I really took from Game Two compared to Game One, actually, is identical. Is they sh- the the Warriors shot almost the same from the three point line. They, they they made 21 three pointers in back to back games. Obviously, they shot more in Game One compared to Game Two. Uh, but I think that they're, they 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 got into the paint more. They dominate more in the paint. Uh, they out they rebound, you know the Lakers as far as you know the big men as far as AD and whoever else and LeBron James. If you look at it. AD only had seven rebounds in this game. And LeBron had seven rebounds himself. So if you combine those two best rebounders together, they only had a combined of 14 rebounds. That cannot happen. And on top of that, Jermichael Green showed up for us. You know, Kevon, uh, You know, Kevon Looney had um, some illness prior to the game, a couple hours before the game. So then Steve Kerr, you know, mixed up the lineup, put in Jermichael Green. Jermichael Green's a little bit different. The difference between Jamichael Green and uh, 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 Kevon Looney. Looney's a rebounding machine, but he he can't guard AD consistently uh, because of the foot speed, right? AD killed Looney in the game one. In game two, defensively, AD was sitting in the paint game one. And in game two, he couldn't do that because you got to respect Jamichael Green's three-pointer. He's very good at the corners, shooting 38%. You know, this season... 36% 30, 36% his career. So he's, he can knock it down. You know, game one, he had two or three three pointers, and then Steve Kerr benched him. In this game, you know, he gives you 12, 15 points, you know, in, in, in the span of 12 minutes or whatever it is. And that was the deciding factor of the Warriors trying to go inside and going out. You have to, AD has to respect his shot. So AD kind of went out a little bit, layup. Comes in, kick it out. So. The biggest difference was game it was game two when it came down to the second quarter and then the third quarter. The Warriors shot, uh, I think they had 41 points in the second quarter, 44 points or so in the third quarter. They combined for 84 points to Lakers 47 in the third and fourth quarter. So then the, the, the Warriors has been prone. They, they're known. It's predicated on on how they play. They come out and they, they, they kill you in the third quarter. They've been known that for years. And everybody who watches the Warriors or whoever has scouting tips on the game, understand Warriors, make sure you keep them in check in the third quarter because it gives you a chance in the fourth. That's what the Lakers did in game one. Game two, they got blitzed. 40 points in the third quarter, the game is gone. Now they're up by 20 points. It's hard to dig into the game. It got to a point where Coach Ham had to bench Anthony Davis or his whole starting crew basically by the beginning of the fourth quarter say, hey, there's no point. <laughs> Like we tried all third quarter, we couldn't get in. We can't. We can't. We, there's no way for us to stop the bleeding. So they caved in. They rested the guys. The good thing about the Golden State War is, when they did this for all three quarters, I mean, K- uh, Clay Thompson. Kudos to you for the hell of a game. You had a game too. He played 31 minutes. That's good. Steph Curry played 27 minutes, 27, 28 minutes. So. You want you guys to dominate, but then have less minutes so they can rest for the next game. LeBron James and AD played hell of a minutes in the first game. I think I think AD had 38, almost 40 minutes or whatever it is in game one. Same thing with LeBron James; he was up there in minutes. These guys were gassed. The way you can tell, LeBron came out blitzing the first quarter, hit a couple, of J, you know, a couple fadeaways here and there, a couple of threes in here. He was going, but they couldn't get nothing in rhythm for any and anybody else. You got Austin, you know, Austin Reeves hitting. You know, ridiculous three-pointers like he's Steph Curry. You had Schroeder making these, you know, uh, free-throw fadeaway shots. wasn't working. You had other guys like, you know, Vando who, you know, couldn't buy a basket, air ball from the corner from the three-pointer pocket. Couldn't do nothing at all. LeBron James was the only guy who was actually consistent himself. But LeBron James can't really have, and I'm looking at stats right here, LeBron can't really have 23 points. I mean, he shot well, 10 for 18 from the field, three from eight from the 3 point land. Yeah, like I said, got yeah, seven rebounds, three assists. Those two uh, uh, categories is huge. LeBron James can't have three assists. And LeBron James can't have twenty-three points when AD has eleven himself. That's just it's 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 untainable. Like you're not going to win games in the playoffs like that. And I think that the fact that the the the, the motion of the game, how it started, Steph Curry came out blitzing, uh, Draymond Green was a you know he's a madman running running around the court like a crazy person non-stop Clay thompson is going through hundreds of screens like this is a marathon team like these guys can run they're track stars right so the lakers got gas i really believe that you know they have to focus on game three and i'll break this stuff down to you in a second but let's go about anthony davis anthony davis to me is is one of the one of the talented players in the league by far he can be arguably be the best player or top five player in the league if he is motivated. If Anthony Davis is motivated, AD, AKA all day, if he's motivated, he can give you 30 and 20 any night. But the thing, the difference between Anthony Davis, I believe, based off a resume, based off what we had seen, there's enough game tape. He is not that guy to be consistent. He'll come here and there and give you some crazy games like game one. And then what happened in game two? The difference was Draymond Green. And I give a lot of you know, credit to Draymond Green for what he did. But Anthony Davis is superior to Draymond Green. Anthony Davis' offense is superior to Draymond's defense. But because Draymond, who's 6'7", weighs 250 pounds, and he's playing against a guy who's much bigger, probably a little bit physical than Draymond, he couldn't even buy a basket. And quote-unquote what AD said in the press conference, that I took the same shots I took in game one. <laughs> the difference was those shots were short. We're miserable. You should be attacking. I, I didn't really see a dunk by AD in game two. I haven't. Like, if you look at game one, there's a barrage of him going to the basket, getting off his rebounds, going, like, within a feet or two. Sometimes even at the rim. So, there's, that was the difference between game one and game two with Andy Davis. The motivation, the consistency, that's a question mark, right? 11 points in game one. Shot five for 11 from the field. He had seven rebounds, matching LeBron James. That's unacceptable. Three blocks. He still played good. Defensively, four blocks in game one, three blocks in game two, which is great. He can still anchor the defense in the paint, but you have to capitalize on rebounds. You cannot get out rebounded by Jermichael Green. There's no way Kevin K- Kavon Looney, who only played about 10 minutes in the whole entire game, had eight rebounds, and nobody in the Lakers team had eight rebounds themselves. He basically out rebounded your whole entire team individually. And he played less minutes than those guys. That just tells you lack of effort, not concentrating, not focusing, right? So let's go back. So AD, AD and LeBron combined for 14 points, unacceptable. I really believe they're aghast. That's just my personal opinion. I watched the game. I watched the re, uh, watched the retapes of the highlight. Same thing, right? The Warriors play in this chaotic atmosphere. They're running up and down. They create so much chaos. It's like, it's like, it's like a high-speed chase. You know, it's a high-speed chase. Are you equipped to handle that for seven games? And it, to me, it baffled me when the Laker fan base was like, yeah, we want to play against the Warriors. Yeah, we, we want to see the Sacramento Kings. Okay, what's the difference between them two? I mean, I want to know. Because obviously I know the better teams are the Warriors, but the Kings are up and coming. Respect to them. They wanted to face us because they felt like we we're much beatable compared to the Kings. And no disrespect to the Lakers, but that's that's an insult, for real. Because you want to play against experienced players Compared to people, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the second one Kings who are unexperienced and are learning on the fly, Lakers are better off matching against the Kings uh, because there's no Steph Curry that can light you up like that. There's no Clay Thompson that can let you up like that. There is no guy who can give you problems, Anthony Davis, like a Draymond Green. There is no guy who can rebound like Kevon Looney on that team. You don't have that. You have a bunch of good players. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to diss them. They're young, they still got a lot to learn. But to me, I don't think it's a slap to the face of the Warriors, but we all know that that's the hate um, they have towards the fan base as far as the going to State Warriors and the and the disrespect that these players don't get as far as Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond. But going forward, right? Anthony Davis is the biggest factor. Okay. Draymond Green gets all the credit in game two when it comes to him guarding him. He didn't really guard him game one. That was Kevon Looney who guarded him the majority of the time. And he got obviously we see what happened. Kaman Looney got cooked, right? Because there's a difference in uh, 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 foot speed. He's a little bit faster than Kaman Looney. But Draymond Green can give you some problems. You know, he's very erratic. You know, he's, he's unpredictable. You know, he can take a charge here. He can rip from him over here. He can foul you. Or he can just pull the chair. You can fall down. Or he's just causing so much chaos, right? He's just very active. He's, very, he's just like uh, unpredictable in a sense. So, Anthony Davis, when guarded by Draymond Green in Game 2, was one for nine from the field. Three turnovers. Plus minus, he was minus 16. Wing guarded by Draymond Green. And obviously, in the whole entire game, the totality game, Anthony Davis is minus 22. And obviously a lot of players, when you lose by 20 points, there ain't no one in the plus category. LeBron was a minus 20 something. 80s were minus 20 something. You know, uh, uh, DeAndre Russell was minus 18. So all these guys are gonna be in the minus category. But still, one individual player giving minus 16 that just tells you. So give credit to Draymond Green when credit is due. Obviously, we all know Anthony Davis can be can be dominant, but you gotta give a lot of credit to Draymond Green for doing this. And we haven't talked about Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson coming off of an ACL injury. Klay Thompson coming off an Achilles injury. Klay Thompson, who is not the same player defensively, but can still play defense because his length and his the, the way his body is. Klay Thompson doesn't, like, I hear, you know, I hear chirps here and there. I hear stuff on Twitter and social media about Klay Thompson being washed. You obviously don't know basketball if a guy is washed. There's no way Klay Thompson is washed, unless you prove it to me. If you want to compare Klay Thompson compared to his old days, I'll give you that. It's a slight difference, but Klay Thompson, that can just go off whenever he wants, catch and shoot, go through pin downs, flares, whatever you want to call it, corner pocket three, in your face, don't matter. The guy is still playing at an apex level. And in order to do that in this league, in order to do that against the best defense, Quote unquote, the Lakers the last two months had the best defense in the league, or if not the best defense, one of the two teams, right? How does Klay Thompson go off on you? You tell me that, all right? Klay Thompson was 11 for 18 from the field, he was 8 from 11 from beyond the arc. The guy shot 61% in the whole entire game. He had an easy 30-piece. The way he was catching and just letting him go, man, it was unbelievable. Compared to game one and game two, it's it's like ebbs and flows, right? Game one, to his demise, to what he said, obviously he didn't play well. He rushed a lot of shots. Game two, he let the the basketball game come to him. He was in flow. He was in rhythm. And the guy was just splashing. And I'm talking about, like, not just spot him and shoot. Off of pin down, curls, flares, pop-ups, whatever you want to call it, in your face. Swishes, leaners, fades. It's unbelievable what he's doing. So tip my hat off to Klay Thompson. He's the reason why the, the Warriors uh, took the lead so fast in the, in the second quarter and obviously blew him in the third quarter. And Steph Curry to him. If you don't respect Steph Curry after game two, don't watch basketball again. How can the Lakers literally put the game plan their game plan was to not allow Steph Curry to go off. Meaning, we're going to full court press him. We're going to trap him at half court. We're going to throw LeBron and, and Vandal at him. And what he's been doing? Dime. 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 Pass. Oh, look at that. The guy was playing at a different level. He was quarterbacking for this offense. And to Steph Curry's credit, he had 12, what did he have, 12 assists. He had 12 dimes. 20 points in the game. 27 gravity assist, if you want to look that up, go ahead and do yourself, I don't want to kind of explain it to you guys, but Steph himself played great, knowing that for three quarters he was getting double teamed, and I'm not saying he was getting double teamed every single time, but more than majority of the three quarters, he was guarded by two people, he didn't have no, uh, no freedom to breathe air as far as off of screens, Half court, you know, traps by LeBron James and Vando. Half-court traps by, you know, uh Schroeder and Anthony Davis or Vando. These guys were trapping them, full court pressure. It's unbelievable. LeBron James, he's a GOAT. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of one-on-one going between him and Wiggs. Like I've hardly ever seen LeBron James get double full court in this whole entire series so far. So give a lot of respect to Wardell Curry. And for the ones out there, you don't believe me, rewatch the highlight. Go to YouTube, rewatch it. Unbelievable what Curry's doing. But going forward, the biggest talk right now is going to be about Game 3 in L.A., right? Obviously, the Lakers and the Warriors haven't played since 1991, 30-plus years. We're talking about the two faces who played each other the most in the NBA Finals as far as, you know, in the last 10 years is these two guys right here, Steph Curry and LeBron James. They're going to La La Land. Great place to play. And... It's going to be tough in the crypto arena. I'm not going to lie. The, the Golden State Warriors so far in the season, when they played against the Lakers, are on two. They're on two against them over there. The Lakers are obviously, um, you know, uh, putting up 118 points, you know, um, on on the Golden State Warriors. The La- you know, and it's, it's tough. You know, in a season, it's hard to, com- you know, compare it because it's much different than it is now. The Warriors are terrible on the road all season long, but they go to game seven and they win in Sacramento. And, and and that just opens up to you, right? It's possible. Play, the season is over. Playoff, playoff games are now. It's a little bit different atmosphere. So we'll see what happens. The Lakers are going to come out and obviously have some type of an adjustment. They're going to have to figure out this whole thing with Jermichael Green. Okay? The Lakers want to win. They have to utilize more players. You know, the Hashimaru played great in game two off the bench. And he was limited and as far as like in the second half. I really believe... If the Lakers want to be dominant, they're gonna have to shy away from Vanderbilt and put putting Hashimera into the starting lineup. And people think, oh my God, no! Steph Curry is gonna do what he's gonna do. He's gonna kill you by threes, or kill you by his playmaking or his passing ability. And you and you have one less guy on the court who's playing that can't shoot. Vanderbilt can't shoot and here and there. He can, but that's about it. So you have a Draymond ish. Kind of player, But the difference between Draymond, Draymond catch a ball and he'll go in the paint and he'll kick out. Vando can't do that. That's not his game, right? So, game three, I would see, I definitely see some type of adjustment. I believe, you know, Coach Ham is going to probably utilize more as far as how and in game three than Vando. And LeBron James, AD can't have a decent game. They're going to have to have a, a surpower game. They have to play at their best ability. AD want to have a mimic of game one, in a sense if he wants to, if the Lakers have a chance to win. You got to understand. AD did all that in game one, and they barely lost, okay? So they have to have that kind of game from Anthony Davis. As far as the Golden State Warriors, the Warriors always adapt to whatever is getting thrown at them. They're very great at coming back and changing their game plan. So the Golden State Warriors, right, they're going to come out, and they're going to launch threes like they always do. But the difference is going to be is the the paint. The paint is going to be the factor. Can they rebound more? Can they go in the paint more? Can they get can they have less fouls? Those are gonna be the deciding factors. So we're gonna see. And game three is pivotal. It is pivotal. Teams who win game three, majority win the series. So we'll see what happens with the Golden State Warriors going to LA on Saturday, prime time. The whole world's watching. I can't wait. So tune in on Saturday and then definitely be back for that. Trust me, because whatever happens in game three is gonna alter the series. Yeah, don't get me wrong. If the Warriors win win in LA, it's gonna be chaos. It's gonna be chaos. It's gonna be chaos amongst the Laker fan base and social media. And if the Warriors do lose, then we're gonna hear that the big three is over. So it, it's gonna go both ways. It's gonna be crazy. Stay tuned. I appreciate you guys kicking with us for the last 20 minutes. It's gonna be a great, great Saturday. We got more to come. The Phoenix series. I got a lot to talk about that. Game three is going to be Friday. Yeah, Friday. So they're down 0-2. They got to protect home court in the Valley of the Sun. The six o two Phoenix. So um, hopefully they can get it together. But we have more to talk about that. Got to give a lot of credit to MB for getting his MVP. You know, that guy deserves it. You know, his journey was, you know, impeccable. Where he came from, learning basketball at the age of 15, 16. Then we gotta talk about the Sixers as well. You know, and beating in the playoffs is one and nine against the Celtics. But we'll break that stuff down to you in the coming days. Hey man, I appreciate y'all kicking in me in the last 20 minutes. Hope y'all enjoy the show. Thumbs up if you can Subscribe. All that good stuff. We're on every single streaming platform out there from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., all that good stuff. IHeartRadio. Radio. Until then, man, y'all be safe, man. Playoffs is lit. Woo!